right, welcome to the Check Your Six podcast, the 101st edition of the Check Your Six podcast, coming to you live, taped from GRP Studios in Longwood, Florida. I am Tim Proctor, the host of this shebang today, and I've got two really good friends in here. I'm glad to see these brothers in the studio today. Marty and Chris are here, but the 101st is is working nine to five because in our industry, they are both filmmakers, producers, music. In our industry, we all work nine to five, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah nine to five is, is a big thing here. So, so let me pull this up. I know this is probably two, one of your favorite artists in the whole world. Especially Chris, I know, because he's a I music I love guy. Dolly. Oh, yeah. That's my girl. So we thought. In our industry, we do not do this at all. Yeah, I know that was just kind of. Off the cuff here, but I thought, you know what? In our industry, we were all in the film industry in some way, shape, or form. We just don't do nine to five. So before we go too much farther, let me introduce Marjorie Jean Louis, Chris Cuff. Both of them are with 24 Flicks, My Christian Films, International Christian Film and Music Festival. So Marty, let's in 30 seconds give us your your background. How did how did you get to be where you are today? <laughs> No, that's that's way too long. Thirty seconds, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see this. I want. I want to see this. And I know you don't like to talk about it, but you are a Marine veteran. That's why I forgot to bring in the crayons and markers. I'm sorry. Those are out in the lot. So, anyways, but we've known each other. Oh gosh, for about about six hundred weeks. I know people don't do that anymore, but more than a decade, I think, is when we all are introduced another to one another. So, tell me about your start at my christian films and then where you guys where you are now what are you doing so we started my christian films first of all i don't know what you're talking about i work <laughs> nine to five um, <laughs> yeah um, yeah so we started my christian films i think in 2008 with the intent of doing christian films and content and then we did a lot of that and it went a lot of different places and that continues to evolve into the International Christian Film and Music Festival, where we honor Christian filmmakers and music folks. That evolves to 24 Flicks, where we're providing a platform for these filmmakers so that it can be broadcast. And that is what we are doing today. 30 seconds. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was, that, was good. that was really pretty, pretty solid. He's now, being he, modest. He left out some details. Oh, he he left out I had a 30 ton of details. Nah, how just, many how just, many episodes of television did you produce at at my Christian? Did we produce at my Christian Films? Um, gosh, I think we produced like seven or eight hundred. Yeah, because there were episodes. I mean, even some of the stuff I remember. There were at least a dozen different yeah, shows yeah. that point, you guys yeah. did. In, in the lovely studio that had a, you know, when you're not tall, you're vertically challenged. I think your building had an air conditioning challenge. It just, uh, <laughs> during the summertime, it was pretty warm. It was if, fun. If, as I remember that. It was fun. We're, we're going to turn the fun. air off for a bit and yeah. do a little bit of makeup on the. That's right. We're, we're going to shoot while your makeup, uh, until your makeup starts melting off your face. And, and then, then we'll and cut, be done. put the air back That's on. Right. So now you, Chris, you got involved with him back in like 2011. Yes. Did some editing for him. We're starting with some editing. So yes. producer, film, video. Music is really kind of your wheelhouse, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Yeah. Grown up a musician, love music. Even on the drum line and band, uh, produced music when I was living in the D.C. area. Moved down here with family, with my wife. And then... Um, 
got ill. I was on disability, had some time to kill, went to visit my Christian films. He said he needed volunteers. So I volunteered. And since I had nothing to do during the week, I stopped by and saw that he was doing a lot of this stuff by himself. The volunteers weren't there all week. It was just him. So I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. So I just kind of hung around. And then eventually he taught me everything I know about the film industry, editing, uh, shooting, directing, lighting, everything there is to it. So, and I helped him with sound and, and taking some of the load off of, of his workload. So, And you get to do some really cool things. One of the things about our industry, and when you get involved in it, we're a, a different than what you guys do. You guys do film and TV shows. Ours is mostly B2B, and we'll go out and we'll do a teleprompter gig or we'll do an event. But we get to go to some really cool places. I know you guys get to do some really neat stuff, some red carpet stuff. You've been up to Nashville yes. for the awards and gotten to interview people. and Absolutely. Done the Stellar Awards for over, what, 10 years in a row now? So that's Nashville, Atlanta, Las Vegas. Just shooting red carpet interviews and putting that stuff out. Also, uh, the Dove Awards in Nashville, probably, what, seven, eight years in a row covering Christian music in Atlanta. Many, many other things, right, Marty? Yeah, we we actually, one time we got approved for the Oscars. Yes, which we did. That really was cool. cool. That was so cool. <laughs> got yeah. to go up and do the Oscars. Yeah. And I know he's not going to like to talk a lot about himself, no. but where does it all come from? Why why are you doing this? And I know there's a, we're going to try and talk about some of the challenges you have, but why are you doing what you're doing right now with six or seven different things going on? That's a good question, Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Um, when I was growing up, uh, people always tell me, focus, pick one thing, focus on one thing and be an expert at it. And it's great advice. It really is. And I tried it. You didn't follow it very well. I just couldn't. (laughs) I tried my best. I think some people are, most people are created or designed to do that, right? To pick one thing and you just focus on that and you do that. And there's 1% of us, and I think I fall into that, where we can't. It's just not possible for us to do one thing. So I end up doing a lot of different things. And the primary reason why I do that is to bring people to Christ. That is the primary reason why I do what I do. And I get a satisfaction out of that. I love to inspire people, right? So sometimes people look at you from a distance, they're like, whoa, how, do you, how, how are you able to do that with what you have or what you don't have? I have all this stuff, but I can't even do what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> doing right. <laughs> it's true. So you inspire people to do things. I just love to help people excel in their field. And I love giving people opportunities, especially people that typically don't, especially like actors, like young actors that are growing up and they don't have much experience. I love giving them a chance because they're hungry and they will do anything, right? And plus, how do you become known if you, no one gets, gives you a chance? But anyways, I could talk all day about that. Well, you're right. That's one of the, we want somebody with experience. Well, how do you get experience? Well, you got to go do it. Exactly. But I can't do it if you won't give me the chance about doing the experience. Some of the people that we've worked with now that we've developed friendships through My Christian Films, Buffy, and I still use Buffy the Makeup Slayer as often as I can for a project. 
Uh, Stacy, who's now over in Tampa, just totally rocking to Stacy Talley mm-hmm. as a producer. Vinny now is recommended as one of the best wedding video companies by The Knot here in Central Florida. Yeah. Who of all the people that we have worked with would you have thought he's going to own a production company or <laughs> right. a studio <laughs> at some point? You were always around us, man, when we were doing this. You always great at, at lending a hand and running camera or whatever we needed. You were always had your hand in it. We could tell you had the passion, too. So it's 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 nice to see that you got a nice business, nice gig going here. It was handed to me. This is obviously the Lord and work with all this with Greg. Greg started this in 74, mm-hmm. and it is now when I bought it from him in 17, I said, well, I'm going to keep the name. There's no way I'm going to do anything different. Are people beginning to recognize, I know you made a change with 24 Flicks a while back. Are people beginning to recognize what it is, who you are, and what you provide? Yeah, for me, it's not important for people to recognize who I am, but more so the message. So, yes, I think a lot of people know what 24 Flicks is. It's been around now for many years, and we've we've been around the country <laughs> covering a whole lot of different events. Chris writes a lot, and we cover a lot. And not only do we do that, but we have the streaming platform for, for free for people to watch movies and TV shows and documentaries. So you can't beat free. So people take advantage of that, which we want them to. That's why it's free. And we've had a lot of good feedback about it. The 24FLIX, for those that are, are wondering. Can I um, talk about something cool that yeah. the Lord allowed us to do? I'll put it that way because that is exactly what it is. Both Marty and I have a passion for sports. Uh, Marty is also uh, passionate about photography, and I've done some writing myself. So we worked, gosh, it's been 10 years, and we started out covering the Orlando City soccer team that was new to uh, the Major League Soccer League, covered them when they came to Orlando, then covered their women's team when they came to Orlando. This means going to all of the games, Marty taking pictures on the field, me writing a story we posted on 24 Flicks on the news page. Then we grew it to covering the Orlando Magic, and we got in. We've been covering the Magic for about four or five years now, so going to the Magic games as well, posting stories. Big thing was the U.S. men's and women's soccer team. We cover a lot of their games, even in Mexico. Uh, we went, which was quite an adventure. <laughs> wow. Quite an adventure. Yeah. USA, Mexico. Was, that was awesome. I'll never forget that. Even Minnesota in February. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that was great. Going I to Minnesota in February. I not forget that. Yes. Now, you're, Marty, you're from Jamaica, so obviously Minnesota is like right up your alley. Right? from but, Haiti. But, right yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I had a hard time. Yeah, uh, me Chris too. Chris is from Jersey, so yeah. that was nothing for him. Yeah, whatever. I've never been that cold, man. What was it 13 below? Something At like that? At least. Yeah. With the windshield, I think it was like 20. Yeah. Minus 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys the two have boys from Florida some, up in there. So, yeah, yeah some, some really cool stuff <laughs> yeah. through all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you, well, what are you, what are your challenges right now? If you were to pick, pick any one of the components that you are doing, what is your biggest challenge right now? In either one. Actually, one of my biggest challenges is keeping up with Marty because Marty is very driven. He has a million ideas and pushes, pushes forward on those. And I try my best to keep up and, and support and help and do as much as I can. 
that's a challenge. Also, you know, the finances of making these things happen. I mean, gosh, traveling to Mexico, traveling to, you know, Nashville, Los Angeles, what, twice? And I said, I'd never go to Los Angeles. We've been there two or three times. All over the country, Texas, right? Kansas City, Boston, everywhere. everywhere. God has been working and giving us what we need to do these things and get through these challenges. So definitely uh, grateful for that. What about you, man? What's, what is your biggest challenge beside, uh, do you get worried when he comes and he said, hey, Chris, I got an idea? Yes. Oh, man. It happens all the time. I think I stopped saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> Uh, for me, the biggest challenge and, you know, organization, yes, I, I do have a lot of ideas. I am not short of ideas, right? But understanding and organizing, knowing when I got to work on this, I got to work on that, you know, trying to manage all these ideas and understanding an idea may not be for now mm-hmm. and it's for later. Uh, because for me like when I get an idea I tend to want to run with it now oh this is a great idea now let's what what you know you have another project that potentially could suffer so understanding and managing time and being organized that's something I definitely work on uh, this year one thing I will say though is I have changed my language a lot Right. So, for example, I, I, I know I need to go to the gym. <laughs> I pay for this gym every month. Not just drive by the gym and wave and say, yep, I went by the gym. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> I, need to, I need to go there and work out. So what I started doing this year is change my language. Instead of saying, I should go to the gym or I'd like to go to the gym. Instead, I would say, I'm going to the gym right. and I'm going at one o'clock. It changes things when you say that because now you feel like obligated because you said you're going instead of I want to go or I should go. So that has changed a lot of things for me. And this applies for business as well. Instead of I want to do this or I should be doing this. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it at this time and then put it in my calendar and it becomes a thing that I have to do now. So that's one thing. And, you know, that that's a great idea. Julie and I, my wife and I, have tried to change the way we, instead of saying, hey, don't forget to do, mm-hmm. because it implies that you're going to forget. Mm-hmm. So now is, remember, we're going to do this today, or remember to bring this home, or whatever it is. And I, it's, it sounds silly and small, but I really think it can be applicable in business as well. I'm going to do this. Not I should post more on social media. I should do this. Right. I should broadcast more. Oh, I'm going to do this. That's I, I didn't even really think about that until you said it, that we kind of try and do the same thing. But until she tells me I forgot it again. And, <laughs> and we, we all have, you all live with the Holy Spirit, right? They, they <laughs> kinda, they kinda, yeah, they kind of tell you what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about ICFF. This has grown from a, where did you have the first year you had this was? It's at the Crown Plaza, the Crown downtown Plaza. Orlando. Mm-hmm. That's the first physical one. Physical one. But the very first one was virtual. Really? Way back in Uh, 2011? Was it? Yeah. Or 12? uh, Well, last year was the 10th year, so it was 2012 was the first one. It has grown, obviously. What's the biggest takeaway from that event that you can think of? What we try to do and... um, one of the most important things that we thought, and it's funny 
because we got to go to cover the Oscars before we did ICFF or while we were doing ICFF. So we saw the excellence that, you know, the secular world was, was doing for their artists, their films, their creators. And we basically thought that, you know, God deserves at least this, if not more. So we try our best at ICFF to, to deliver that excellence that, that we feel God deserves. And it's very much appreciated. Uh, we're very thoughtful. We have rooms for prayer. Um, and everything is very thoughtfully planned. And um, people kind of get this spirit. It's, there's a spirit at ICFF of almost family because you have a bunch of creators and musicians and directors and actors all who love media and love Christ, and there there's thousands of them in one place. So you can imagine that, well, you know, the, the atmosphere that's in there, and it's really a big takeaway every year from uh, ICFF. People really enjoy uh, the event. What about you? What's your biggest takeaway that you see people coming out of? And I know we've had, and we'll talk a little bit about the excellence. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think the spiritual aspect, what I see is that people need prayer. I see the prayer room as one of the, not only the most powerful room, but as one of the most popular room. So understanding and feeding that need is very important, uh, first and foremost, because if we don't have Christ in our life, nothing else really matters. Those films don't really matter because you could have awards after awards and we've seen it. People still commit suicide because they're not fulfilled. There's something missing. So it is important to fill that void first to feed them spiritually, to pray over them, over their families, over their project, because we don't know what's going on underneath that smile, Mm -hmm. you know? When we see them, they may look happy and, and excited, but you don't know really what's going on. And that's why we do what we do, to pray over them and for them and for their projects and for their families and what they're doing. For me, that's the biggest takeaway, just to see after like they're done with prayer, how their life changed. Even me, I go in there, you know, <laughs> for them to pray over me. And I feel different coming out. I remember some of the conversation we had last year because we were able last year for the first time I've been threatening for I don't know 10 years to come <laughs> and, and do stuff and we, things keep happening and this year last year we were able to be more fully involved and just some of the conversation you have with people that see their film and they see the people in the audience respond and some of the conversation that you had with those producers those whatever they were has been pretty amazing tell me about some of the people that have talked to you that have done this film and have basically mortgaged everything for this mission of their own? It's been absolutely incredible. It's a tough journey for filmmakers in general because you make a film, then what? (laughs) You know, you hope for the best. You pray for the best. You hope something happens, right? So when, when they get selected and then they get nominated at ICFF, it is like being nominated at the Oscars, but in the Christian world. So it is a big deal, right? So when they come, not only that we screen their movies, but people are watching their movie for the first time and giving them feedback that they didn't have before. 
that encourages them, right, to keep going because it's, it's been so hard for them making this. Like you said, mortgaged their house, spent everything that they had, not even knowing if people are going to like this. They're hoping that they will because they love it, obviously. But when they realize that they got nominated and people love it, and that's a big deal. To be there with some of the top Christian filmmakers, right? Hope, even if you don't win, but just to be among that group, that small group that says, your movie's fantastic. And for that, you're nominated, right? So that's a big deal. And they absolutely love it. Of course, when they win, <laughs> it's a whole other level of uh, happiness. <laughs> and they got the new, you guys created a new award for the 10-year anniversary, you created yeah. the Angel Award. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. Let's talk about music because that's kind of your your thing. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing you incorporated then as the because it used to be just ICFF, International Christian Film Festival. And mm -hmm. then you incorporated music years ago. Why did you incorporate music into part of this? We were asked to. By, for several years, we were asked to include music. I mean, music is another form of the arts, and people spread the gospel through music as much as they do in film. So we're working. It's still growing. I think we're in our third year with music, third or fourth year incorporating music. We have some incredible artists come through. They perform, and then... Um, you know, they're celebrated at the award show, just like the film. So it's really something that's growing and getting a lot of popularity. I did want to say, you know, we're talking about filmmakers and even musicians. Okay, they spend everything they have to make this film, right? Now you have the internet, you have streaming services, you have YouTube, all this stuff. Think about 10 years ago when we started. And that's something that always kept in mind. You know, this, this person gave everything they had to make this film. And now what? Are they going to maybe screen it at a church? You know, so it's really a great outlet for these filmmakers to get their films seen and, and to celebrate them and even educate them with a lot of the, the uh, courses and uh, seminars that we provide. Because it's not just a film and music festival. Right. There's the Academy and there are courses where people can come in, they can listen, there's the podcast space, there is a bunch of stuff going on in this. And if you need to, it's IC... International Interna CFF. International CFF. International CFF.com for the information and tickets and et cetera, et cetera. But you talked about excellence a little while ago, Chris, and this has always been one of my biggest pet peeves for those working in the ministry that, well, I'm doing it for the Lord. Well, that's great. But you, sorry, you suck at it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the Lord has gifted you, and but I think sometimes, and I found myself falling into this trap doing stuff last year, looking back at it or listening to it again, like that just did not sound good. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to do? I want it to be on the level, like you talked about the Oscars. There's a ton of money that goes in the Oscars and the Grammys. 600 yes. million. Yeah. So wow. that's just, then I know that's just slightly above your budget. Bit, yeah, CFF. Yeah, yeah. So why should we perform with excellence when we're doing this kind of work? I mean, we, we worship and follow the creator of the universe. He's the king of, of everything. He gives us everything that we have. He provides our needs. He provides all of our inspiration to do these things. 
and why shouldn't we honor him with the best possible? And even if we say we don't have, he will show us a way to make it work. So you don't have a million dollar budget for a big glitzy award show, but you can make graphics that you can pull off of the internet that are just as good or better than what you see on TV at these award shows. Yeah. I mean, it's all possible, you know? Yeah, I will add to that. I mean, everything God creates is perfect. Look at the fruits, the vegetable, the universe, the earth. Like, look at me. Like, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me call Nerlene and I see mean, how she feels about it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Everything God creates is in excellence. We are his children. We are his image. We are made out of his image. We ought to create in excellence as well. I just wanted to say that. No, I, and I think you're absolutely right. If you look at the creation and the diagram and the instructions for the temple, just for the temple, I mean, how exact, how precise, how detailed, down to the loops or the color of the fringe, everything is, is detailed. And that's why sometimes, to, to my discredit, it becomes so focused on that, I really miss the message. Mm. But I think I would rather miss on that way and look at it later and say, oh my gosh, tuck that wire in down there, get that microphone differently, that sounds horrible, there's some feedback here. Because I want, when people watch this or they listen to it, I want them to say, wow, you guys, you guys do a pretty good job with what you have there. Not knowing that, you know, the feet are paddling under the water, furiously yes. just trying to keep us afloot. Yep. I mean, I mean, I always think about a single blade of grass. God created that, but the one next to it is different. And the one next to that one is different. And then you see a field with a million blades of grass. Each one is different. And each one is created by God. And that kind of power and creativity is in us. We just have to follow it and, and use it and trust it. That's a big thing. Yeah. Trust that you have that creativity and he will give you what you need to do, do what he's asked you to do. Yeah, I think, you know, if someone were to say, I'm going to start in Oscars, they look at the Oscars, they're like, okay, $600 million. And then they're like, nope, I'm never going to be able to do that. Right? But God doesn't work that way. God just wants you to take the first step, right? He has someone, the resources waiting. You just have to take the first step. He's not going to give you all the resources and the money and the people in the very first step, but he'll have some of it, right? But he just needs you to take the first step. Once you do that, you'll see it. That has happened in my life. I know that has happened in your life, Tim, and you as well, Chris. Yes, he just needs you to have that little bit of faith. Hey, just take the first step. I'm going to meet you there, right? And then you're going to need to take a bigger step, <laughs> and I'm going to meet you there with more resources. And that's how God works, by faith. We have to have that, and he wants to give us everything that we need and some of it that we want. <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. This studio purchase, Who I did this as a ministry hobby for a lot of years, started working a cam opposite church, and then my biggest concern in all of this was figuring out how to tell my wife I was going to walk away from a job that was making pretty good money right. and, mm -hmm. and buy 
and do something different. That's uh, the faith that I'm talking about, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're comfortable where you are. And sometimes God is like, you need to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he, he made me uncomfortable. The motorcycle accident put me flat on my back, so they had to read a bunch of stuff. And yeah. it's like, mm. okay, I get it now. I get it. Where do you see ICFF going from here? What would you like to see the Lord do with this thing? So ICFF isn't a Marty thing. It's a God thing. He has it all under control. So I rely on him completely as to what that will look like five years from now. For me, (laughs) um, of course, I would love to see more people get saved through these films. I don't care if the numbers go down in terms of attendees or go up. It doesn't matter because quality, I'll take quality over quantity (laughs) any day. Right, so the important thing is is the spirit never changes. So going forward is we always want God to be in the middle of it. If He's not, I want no part of it. <laughs> I want no part of it. Uh, so, yes, I would love to see the numbers grow, obviously, but that's not the important thing for me. I'd love to see quality, like people do better films that attracts a secular audience that brings people to Christ. That's really what I'd, I'd love to see. And music as well. Yeah, because music can be... Uh, you made fun of me a couple of years ago when I talked about, you know, T-Bone was one of the artists that I used to <laughs> T-Bone. listen to. T-Bone! And I uh, like, dude, dude, that's so 80s. Like, well, <laughs> hello. But <laughs> from you from a music standpoint, where would you like to see the Lord take this thing? I'd like to uh, just have more artists uh, know about ICFF. It's been a little bit of a struggle. We're still kind of a hidden gem out here that people know about. And then we tell people about it, you know, in the summer or the fall. Oh, man, I wish I had known about that. You know, the music that we're getting is fantastic. It is growing pretty, pretty quickly. I just love the, the impact that it has on these artists that they get a chance to do this. Uh, they come and perform. And I just like to keep growing it and keep getting it at a better and stronger level, reaching more artists to to give them the opportunity to uh, get their music heard and add to the spirit of the event. So I'd really like just more artists to be connected with uh, what we're doing. I would just like it for the air conditioning work in the Academy room this year. <laughs> that would be a good thing. Uh, it will work this <laughs> year. Was, 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 yeah, that was one of the challenges. Yeah. Again, you talk about the way things happen and the attacks that come because they're nonstop. In your life and in, in your life, Chris, they were nonstop leading up to the event. The week of the event, things just went wrong. And it's like, okay, well, we just got to figure out a way to get around it. Tim, so. that's every year. Yeah, yeah. It's been this well, is year was, eleven. Every year, we we come under attack. We're we're used to it. We see it coming. We know what we recognize what it is, and then we just work through it and do what we got to do. Well, you know, technology fails even when you're not oh, doing yeah. something from that standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the film you guys did, uh, don't say my name, which you guys took to various markets and promoted. Again, a great a long process to get that film together. A lot of things happened during the production of it. What was this kind of response you saw in like Kansas City and Chicago and some of the other places where that film was shown? Wow. Um, the biggest response that we got 
was I didn't know. <laughs> about, about it's about about human trafficking human for those tra- that yeah, haven't seen it. Yeah, that, that you the, didn't the know. The movie centers around human trafficking, <laughs> and the response that we got is that we had no idea. And wherever we went, and we did tours around the country, about ten cities, right? And even now, it's on Amazon Prime. People are saying the same thing. Had no idea, which is hard to believe since it's the third highest trafficked <laughs> Central Florida. Yeah. You know, is one of the, the third in the third or fourth in the country for human trafficking. Yeah. Do you think that people have gotten kind of a oh I hear it all the time and it's just it's now white noise to me when it's such a it's a big deal. It human trafficking here and Florida abolitionists is a big part of that here in Central Florida. But they they do hear it until. One, someone close to them, something happens, or they are educated properly, right? They see the numbers, they hear it from survivors, or they watch a real movie because there are movies that does trafficking that are completely unrealistic, (laughs) which does not help. (laughs) And I think it becomes real for them. And Don't Say My Name was one that we feel did that. It opened a lot of eyes. One thing we did um, at our screenings to make sure eyes were opened, we had law enforcement at every screening, usually from the city that we were in. So Boston, New Jersey, Kansas City, all these different cities, we had local law enforcement to let them know, oh yeah, this is happening here. Uh, in Boston, he was naming like streets in different areas of Boston. And people leave there stunned that they had no idea that these things are, are going on. So, again, educating them was a strong a strong piece of it for sure. And it did have an impact when we were shooting. I remember when you were shooting the courtroom scene, I got to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the courtroom after the – now, again, this is a movie set, and there's take after take after take, and things are going on, and people are moving all over the place. But a lady in the courtroom mm-hmm. that was just part of the crew or it broke down – and got tremendously emotional at the verdict reading. And, you know, people came and they consoled her and they talked to her, but you realize, okay, this is a movie set. It's not happening in real time. And for her to become that impacted after seeing what she had gone through, to me, was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, and you know the crazy thing, Tim? We, We did that scene multiple times, and every time it was the same. And I think it got worse... <laughs> when towards the end we had to stop in fact the production crew was like whoa this is so real like you know this is great <laughs> but what they didn't realize is that this is happening for real like yeah, this that is was not real. It wasn't one of a, the actors yep. yeah <laughs> yeah I, I thought about that it's like man this is such a if they could have somehow captured it, I think people might have understood, oh, no, this is real in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely impacting them. How can people get a hold of y'all if they want to know anything about what you guys are doing and want to be involved, 24 Flicks? How do they get a hold of you? So my email address is chris at 24flicks.com. <laughs> You're a little confused there, buddy. <laughs> you can call and go through your program that uh, says if you want this department right. plus one, you want this, three. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they can email me or Chris. Of course, I just mentioned Chris's email. And Mar- mine is marty at 24flicks.com. And you'll find us. Uh, we'd love to chat about anything. I mean, this is going to be... This is going to air here in a week or so, but the com- the uh, festival is coming up in May. 
May 3rd, 4th, 5th? 3rd through 6th. 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th at the same place this same year? Place. Same place. It's a, it's a great place to to do this kind of thing. And I appreciate you guys. I know you're you're a very busy man. Chris was in here yesterday doing a little promo for the audio stuff. And I know, Marty, you're very busy. So I appreciate you gracing us today with your... Uh, with your presence. Thank you, Tim. It's, 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 you're very it's, blessed it's, to catch oh, Marty. I've got I know. To, I've got to say one thing, <laughs> Tim. I don't think you know this, and it's in my journal. Many years ago, when we did My Christian Films, and My Christian Films runs as a nonprofit organization, which means that we're broke. <laughs> yes. Anybody yeah. that runs a nonprofit knows, yeah, you're pretty much broke. Um, um, for a media company to run as a nonprofit organization, it's not like we're feeding the poor. So it's, it's, it's really difficult. But I remember one particular period where we could not make the rent. And I think we had owed three months and we were praying. You didn't know this, Tim. We were praying and praying and praying. And Tim, you donated the exact amount that we needed. So, thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you. Again, <laughs> Very that, much. Very I, I did much. not realize. I just knew it was time. It was, and there's a, a lot of great memories of working with that crew in that place. And it's if you've ever been, my wife worked for Disney for 47 years. If you've ever, ever been on a grand opening of one of their pavilions or one of their attractions, being on the grand opening team, I was a grand opening team for Nike Orlando. It's something different about being in that workspace with those people doing that stuff. And you had so many great volunteers. And I just, the people that were there are still friends. I still consider them friends. I still use them from time to time when we can in our industry. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing the tentacles that have come out from that little space years ago that has been blessed. So, well, I appreciate you both. Before you hit that, let me be a little selfish and promote a podcast that you're going to be on and you have been on in the past. This is for Real Men of Christ. It's called the Real Men Talk Show. And basically, it's a show for guys who try to live a righteous life, try to do what's right, follow the Lord, take care of their families. And, you know, these guys, just like everyone, run into stumbling blocks and, and problems and Men, because of our pride in our position, sometimes we keep it inside, we don't talk about it, and we suffer in silence. And what we do on the Real Men Talk Show is we talk about issues and things that guys are going through to let them know that they're not the only ones going through these things. And we try to give them maybe uh, encouragement and some solutions to problems they might be dealing with. So this is going to be debuting um, in January 2023, and we're working on it. And it's going to be fantastic and hopefully impactful. So it'll be a video on 24 Flicks as well as YouTube and in podcast form. So look for it. Real Men Talk Show. Wait, you said video. It's going to be on video? It's yes, sir. Video thing? Yes, sir. So I have to join by video? <laughs> Trim the beard, buddy. Oh, man. I didn't know about that when you said that. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm excited for that because you and I had a conversation about what is needed. Mm-hmm. And I really think. Me personally, we have lost what it means to be a man in America and yeah. to be a man and to, and to be a righteous man and to be the whole nine yards. We can go beyond it. But again, guys, 
Thanks for being here today. It has been a joy to have you back in. And uh, I know we'll be probably chatting here in a couple of days or maybe even this evening on a conference call and coming up with ICFF Gear 11. Yes, sir. We're ready for it. Go. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.